Some people retire successfully, others do not. Old rules no longer work. There are new rules, new spending patterns. People have questions and there's confusion. We unpack some of the main ones today. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Hey, welcome. It's Money Matters USA, the podcast devoted to retirement strategies, devoted to retirement planning, as is Fred Sade, a fiduciary, the founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, Money Matters USA. Fred Sade holds a PhD in economics from Duke University, contributes to many financial publications and websites. He is a fiduciary, and he is all about retirement and helping so many get there. Fred, how are you today? I'm great, Dave. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're going back to, um, well, we're actually going to change the strategies here a little more or talk about at least how the strategies have changed and starting out going back to the era of the, the bag phone, uh, <laughs> 1994. Since yeah. then, retirees, many look to the 4% rule, which now the latest research seems to have sort of um, upended that, that thinking. Yes, um, there is a new study by Morningstar Research that uh, has been reported on. And Morningstar is saying that based on their research, the maximum withdrawal rate right now is about 3.3%. Now, Wei Fao, in his breakthrough study in 2010 on the 4% rule, he concluded that the safe withdrawal rate was roughly 2.8%. Now, FAL does a monthly update, so the withdrawal rate varies every month, but it seems to have been in a range of someplace between 28 to 3.1%. And so far, he may have commented on the Morningstar study, but actually, I have not uh, seen a, a comment uh, from him, so I have to check his his blog and see if he's he's uh, thought that thought about that <clears throat> now uh, when we look at the four percent rule just to be clear we're talking about four percent that that includes an additional increase for annual inflation bill bingen who first articulated the four percent rule though he didn't consider the ups and downs in the market or longevity past 30 years, which we're now seeing. It's a higher probability of that. So what is what is Bill Bingen even talking about now? Well, he's been talking about a 4.5 to 4.7 withdrawal rate, but he is configuring the uh, portfolio a lot differently because his Original allocation was was fifty percent bonds and fifty percent U.S. equities, and right now he's talking about a completely different type of portfolio. He's talking about fifty five percent diversified equities, so he's not limiting himself to the United States. Ten percent U.S. Treasuries, 
and 35% to intermediate term U.S. denominated bonds. Now, I do not uh, use, I haven't purchased and, and don't plan on purchasing uh, Bengen's uh, software. I, I use different software. But, but you, the, the accepted definition of an intermediate bond is between two years and 15 years and certainly generally around 10 years. Now, in, in looking at Morningstar's withdrawal rate, it's a fixed, it is a fixed rate. In, in other words, what they are saying is you have to live on the amount that comes out and you add inflation and you have to make do with it. So you have, you have two guideposts there and you have a certain amount of money and you have to live on it. Now, Morningstar is cautioning that with inflation running as hot as it is, they are concerned that that 3.3% might not work, or in other words, you, you won't be able to live on it and you may, to, may need to pull out more money. So uh, they asked Bengen to comment, and, and he uh, is cautioning that inflation is serious enough for, uh, that it could stress a retiree's portfolio because you would have to take out larger and increasing withdrawals no matter what. And as you pointed out, Bengen doesn't care if the market is up or down. He's just You just have to take the, the withdrawals. And if you add sequence of risk onto inflation, it's possible that you could run out of money a lot sooner than 30 years. And this is a significant problem because longevity is at, is at record levels right now. Yeah. Well, it is definitely. And, and I know inflation is something we're dealing with now. And uh, you're monitoring that. You, you talk to a lot of pre-retirees, retirees, of course, your clients. But in monitoring that and, and do-it-yourself groups on Facebook, what are the questions that you're seeing? Well, some people are very worried about inflation. And a lot of the questions concern how do you adjust your spending? What I'm not seeing, to my surprise, because I, I thought I would see a lot of questions about, first of all, reallocating portfolios or creating different portfolios. And what I, I, I don't see a lot about that. I, I see a lot about the four, so-called 4% rule. Mm -hmm. It seems to be dominating a lot of the conversation. And I also see a lot of negative comments from people who do not understand how annuities work very negative about annuities, and, and the statements that they make are usually uh, reasonably or fairly uh, inactive, I say mm -hmm. reasonably because I'm being kind. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the standard advice historically, and what I see here is of people relying on historical advice, we're saying, okay, buy, buy bonds and buy treasuries. And um, that's not necessarily good advice, so some people say, yeah, but, you know, you can buy tips, the, the Treasury Inflation Protected Security. Well, the problem with that is that most tips are negative today, while the 10-year variable tip 
has a positive yield of 7.12%. But if you have to take out inflation, which you do, you have to subtract inflation from the yield, you wind up, you do wind up with a positive yield, but it's 0.95%. Wow, under one. Well, I mean, yeah. and I, you know, the, the, that's what people are concerned about in, in looking for inflation-friendly strategies that they can use. I mean, in hopes of, and heaven forbid, that we hit 1970s-type inflation. We don't know, though. No, we we don't. We, you, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I, if we get runaway inflation, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do, but so I dive under my, my kitchen table. <laughs> I mean, we, we, you know... The truth of the matter is ugly because we have experienced three periods of recession and inflation at the same time. So I'm concerned, just as you are, about inflation and worried about the Fed overreacting and causing a recession that fails to cool inflation. And that's a real that is a real concern because the Fed made believe that it wasn't seeing inflation, talked about inflation being transitory. And uh, if they look at at, uh, wages, uh, they'll see that that there's been enough wage improvement that they need to react. Their argument was, well, we're not going to do anything until wages start to catch up. But wages are catching up. Um, And we see this, this great uh, resignation going on right now. People people are leaving jobs because they can get better, high-paying jobs, and they don't have to commute, and they can work from home. So we we see an enormous amount of, of uh, transition going on in the labor force, and I believe, as I said in the previous uh, podcast, we, we see people at the lower rungs are, are have made the most gains uh, in in wages. So, in order for middle and uh, income people to get more money, they have to quit and, and take another job, and and that's working out for them. So, what I'm seeing um, uh, are, are questions and comments in the Facebook groups about inflation. Healthcare costs and volatility. These are three areas that people are concerned about, and, and I was seeing the the comments in Facebook. Now, if the inflation trend continues, I truly believe that people need to be exposed to solutions that they do not have were, or were unwilling to consider previously. And I think that annuities, with their upside potential, their exposure to equities, and their downside protection, allows people to reevaluate their equity portfolios and even take more risk if they want to, uh, because they're in a safe harbor with a fixed index annuity. And I see Wall Street trying to emulate uh, annuities by creating these buffer or floor products that that cap you out at, at a certain level of risk. Now, you can blow through that that risk, but say though, so you have a 30% risk product, uh, and they'll eat the first 10, and, and you absorb the next 20 with an annuity. That's not going to happen. So I I, th- I think that you have to connect what people are, are fearful about, what they're hoping to particular situations, such as um, you know, how will how will this particular product 
reduce this particular risk. And if you look at it holistically, it's possible to address inflation, volatility, and the fear of outliving uh, people's money. And what I find is that people want what the annuity will do for them. They just don't like the term annuity because it because of all the scaremongering and, and misinformation uh, out there. And a lot of that inf- misinformation gets into the Facebook groups. Yeah. Uh, and anybody who then comments about it, well, you know, somebody else is going to, you know, uh, comment usually heavily heavy-handed which doesn't necessarily help the person that raised the comment but it makes the other person look good and it just you know trying to dominate the the conversation misinformation in social media who would have ever thought you really can't trust that can you what you get on social media no you know you can't and that's 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 really important to uh, to point that out because uh, people think all the information that they want is available free on on social media and that and that absolutely is not true uh, you first of all you don't know if the information is valid you don't know how old the information is and you don't know if somebody has an axe to grind that they're trying right. to drive drive you toward a particular uh, outcome so you, you can't just assume that. And then there's the, the other thing where, where people think there's, the, the, you know, I have a lot of information, but there's just got to be another piece of information out there that I don't have. I mean, they're, they're, I mean this is just analysis paralysis, and we just can't mm-hmm. get, get to, you know, finality. Me, meanwhile, life is not standing still, and they're raising the same questions over and over and over again. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Before we take a very quick break, and we're going to get more into this, and I know people are concerned about the inflation they're seeing, and you, we, we were both talking about inflation in the 70s. I know late 70s, and uh, Paul Volcker came in as Fed chair. He had, to, he had to implement some pretty drastic strategies, didn't he, right Yeah, away? he did. But, you know, there's, there's, there's something that Volcker said that's worth repeating. Volk, Volcker said that, that you can't trust the Federal Reserve because they'll say 2% is acceptable. And once they, they do that, they'll say then 4% is acceptable. Uh-huh. And then they'll say that 6% is acceptable. He's, he's, and and he's, he said that you, you just can't rely on the Federal Reserve to do the right thing at, at, the, at, the, right, at the right time. And um, President Nixon and Ford's Chief economic advisor said said that things continue until until they stop, or bad things continue until they stop. Mm-hmm. Is is, uh, is 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 a sort of it's not quite accurate what he said, but uh, but it's close it's close uh, it's close enough, and I think that's what we're facing uh, right right here. And the academic economists. Uh, are are really screaming at the Fed to take a look at at wages and and the uh, you know the, this this great uh, uh, resignation as it's being called the great resignation you know of middle income people who who are quitting getting new jobs getting paid more and don't have to and don't have to commute and you know and travel. And, and this is this is a big issue for a lot of a lot of people. And um, I was listening, I was listening to a podcast uh, by um, uh, an, an economist at um, 
Johns Hopkins uh, on um, on Friday, uh, early Friday morning, and um, yeah, and he he was just scre- close to screaming oh. at uh, at Powell to to pay attention uh, to what, what's in, what's under his nose. So yeah, what's happening? It's out. It's wow. look. It's that's the reality of what's what's happening. What the administration is going to do, uh, I I don't know. And we have to remember that the Fed is part of the Treasury. It is not independent. That's that that makes good newspaper cop, copy, but it yeah. is not independent. Well, we are going to look at what they do, of course, affects our lives, but there are ways to factor this in. And a professional and a fiduciary like Fred factors in what we're experiencing now at this this moment in time and how to protect your portfolio, your, your retirement uh, going forward. When we return in the next segment, we're going to pick up on why retirees are spending more than they used to spend. That's coming up on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Do you ever feel like you are fighting for financial knowledge? You can get a copy of our hot off the press 401k survival guide or take advantage of a complimentary consultation valued at over $999. Contact Fred Sade at Money Matters USA, 800-593-8188. Hey, we're back with Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade is the founder and managing director of the firm, a fiduciary firm, Money Matters USA, specializing in retirement strategies. And if you're listening to this podcast, first, thank you. And second, keep in mind, no matter where you are, you can get with Fred Sade and let him learn you and and help determine what are the best retirement strategies for you. 800-593-8188 for Fred. 800-593-8188. We're looking at retirement strategies. We talked about withdrawal strategies, looking at the old rule of thumb, the old 4% been around since 94 and how the thinking has changed on that. We talked about inflation. Let's look at spending on the part of retirees, Fred. Uh, the, well, the standard advice for many advisors, is the old 70 to 80% income replacement rate in retirement. Is that good advice? Is, is that a good benchmark? Is that even enough? Well, that's, that's a great question. So let me um, start out by, by saying that we have to look at how people spend in retirement and what they and what they spend their money on. We just have to ignore 2020 because of the pandemic. I mean, it just, we just, just yeah. take that off the board. Because uh, um, we don't normally, right now we're seeing households saving at, at their normal savings rate, which didn't apply in 2020. But what we are seeing is that people spend more than 70 or 80% in retirement. If their income is uh, at 80,000 or below, the, the average spending, and I say average, so we're talking about median again, 50% could be more, 50% could be less, but the average spending is about at 92%. So that means that there's no big drop off between 
pre-retirement and post-retirement spending. Not at all. Yeah. In last week's podcast, I, I discussed one of my clients uh, who I gave the fictitious name of Jane, and Jane needs more money in retirement. She needs more income than while she was working because she want, she has things that she wants to spend uh, money uh, on. So she needs about 122% uh, income. And so that's that in no way does, does that meet the uh, you know the, these rules of thumb. I hate rules of thumb because mm-hmm. nobody is is average. Now, J.P. Morgan, uh, who's certainly certainly a very well known Wall Street banking firm, and they've done um, a, a recent study, and what they're saying is people should open up a separate account. And the monthly amount that they are going to spend, they should put into that monthly account. In other words, they should recreate their paycheck, mm-hmm. which is advice that we normally give people. But the difference is that J.P. Morgan is saying that this is not going to be a checking account. What this is going to be is an annuity. So use the annuity to cover your basic spending needs, something that we have long you know, advocated. Like so a personal you have, pension you can create yeah, for yourself. exactly right. Uh-huh. You, you have personal pension with guaranteed spending, and uh, and you can't run out of money. That annuity will go as long as, as you do. It's not like a bank account. If you overdraw the bank account or there's no money in it, the bank says, well, sorry, come back and see us when you got money. <laughs> the, the, annu- the annuity is going to pay because the insurance company only has to insure for, for, for an average death rate. And even if you exhaust the money in your account, they will uh, take money from the mortality pool and they're going to pay you your income. So that's that's the secret of, of why you can never run out of money. And the other issue that I see is um, a continual emphasis, and I would say overemphasis on tax-deferred accounts without any consideration of the Biden administration's proposed tax policy. So... The other thing that I see apropos is that is, you know, Roths, 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 Roths. But if you are in a very, very uh, high bracket, you have a lot of income and you have a lot of preference income and capital gains income, uh, you know, Roths are going to be extremely uh, painful uh, for you. So that, that becomes a real... Uh, issue. So I also see people advocating strategies that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in 2017 eliminated. One such strategy is so-called bracket bumping. You can't do that uh, anymore. They, 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 the, 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 the thing was designed in such a way as to uh, eliminate eliminate that. So you have to get into other uh, strategies. They don't have to be adventurous strategies, but they do have to be strategies that that don't depend on on, you know, the 
well, let me just put it this way: there are horses for courses. You know, mm-hmm. there are people who have who have you know, very high amounts of capital gains and 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 um, preferential income and have lost carry forwards. They're in a different ball game, and the issue and the issues that they have to deal with are are different for for the mid affluent. Uh, person uh, Roths do make sense, but they're not the only possible uh, strategy that that you can you can build around. And w- we just don't know w- what is going to happen. Two weeks ago, the Biden White House floated the idea that well, maybe we won't do anything. We'll, we'll just let the Trump tax cuts expire. Well, the, the Trump tax cuts expire in 2025. What's happening in 2024? We're going to have a presidential election. Yeah. So maybe the, maybe the cuts expire or maybe they don't. So maybe nothing happens. Hard to know. I mean, the, the other thing is that the infrastructure bill, which the president signed into law, has a lot of tax stuff uh, in it. So, I mean, we're, we're not we're not home. Uh, we're not home free uh, here. So some so, things can happen even before that w- would sunset the rates we have now. There could yeah. be tax increases put built in in other using other avenues. Absolutely. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. They don't they don't have to get, you know, they may, it may wind up that they don't get this monster uh, bill through. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're, they, they can chip away. Uh, at it, you know, the, the IRS can set rates. Uh, Congress has delegated them that authority. Uh, so, there, you're right. There are other things that that uh, that could happen. Um, and you know, the, the other th- the other thing uh, coming coming back to um, the the percentage of income that that people need uh, in retirement. I, I see people doing things that they've never done before. They're taking mortgages into retirement. They're, they're uh, taking credit card debt. They're taking uh, uh, higher education debt into retirement. They're making spending choices uh, that they wouldn't have made, you know, 10 years or 20 years ago. And uh, I, I like to remind people that, that taxes are, are the price of admission to retirement and to investing. And um, in our very video series, we, we did a study of distribution strategies and how best to harvest income and provide the largest legacy. So I'm not going to get into that here because people can watch that in the video series. But all of this is still a, an issue because of the Social Security taxation it, it pulls money from other taxable accounts, and the Medicare charges are going to be higher. So I, I think clients with, with um, a lot of tax deferreds resist Roths, and they also – that I can understand, but they also resist diversification strategies, which I do not understand. So if, you're not, if you don't want to do uh, a Roth, then at least diversification strategies should – should should be done. I don't personally, in talking to clients, potential clients, um, put a lot of emphasis on, on risk tolerance and risk capacity. I don't think enough thought is given to that and what that really means. And we also, and I also have talked about this before. I also look at a third component, uh, uh, which is risk composure, and I, I think people need to focus on all three. 
And that gives you a better understanding of yourself and, and how much money you are willing to lose or prepared to lose and, and how much internal aggravation and stress can you stand before you have to do something. I mean, human beings are hardwired to take action. They're not hardwired to sit around and do nothing. So at what point, you know, do, does the circuit close and you have to, <laughs> and you have to act? And I, I, I focused on all three of those, risk tolerance, risk capacity, and risk composure. And if we can get people to be well diversified, <clears throat> then what we're trying to do is de-risk as much of their retirement situation before retirement. And I'd say the last thing that I would add to that is, is this new variant of COVID-19. And this may cause disruptions and, and overreaction. We're already seeing a massive overreaction in the state of New York, and uh, which has uh, the, the state has, of emergency, right? Yes, yeah, state of emergency, and all elective surgeries have have been postponed. Mm. That's not that's not good. I hope I hope if they're serious, they'll go to New Jersey or Connecticut or wherever, and and, and not uh, stay in New York. Uh, we saw this before. Um, so I mean, I I think these are these are issues that that people have that they are worried about. And I think there are new ways of, of thinking about, you know, about about uh, about the pro about the problems of of retirement and about how and why some of these older rules don't work and and and, and new thinking is is necessary. This is not necessarily new wine in old bottles. This this is uh, it, we're looking at at a new set of facts. I'm, I'm not going to call it a new paradigm yet, but we are looking at a new set of facts. Things have changed, and and we need to be able to address things as they are and not how we would like them to be. Well, just to sum it up for the listeners, too, in looking at spending in retirement, income replacement is more in the 92% range, and spending increase, of course, largely a result of inflation. But are there any other causes, Fred? Yeah, um, it, it's people's spending patterns and, and what they're taking into. It, it's, it's the expenses that they take into retirement uh, with them and their failure to have a strategy to, to eliminate that, to start early enough that they can uh, de-risk uh, their, their, uh, their, their situation. Uh, high credit card debt, uh, mortgages, uh, second and third mortgages, uh, home equity lines uh, that, you know, uh, these are all things that, that people take in. And Would you look at, I mean, so living longer? I mean, or, or the fact that, I mean, people when they retire live, I don't want to say more extravagantly, but it's more about getting out, having fun, traveling, more so than past generations at least. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is. It is longevity <clears throat> is a consideration, but yeah, people. Uh, as one client, uh, well, more than one client, but one client in particular, said to me, uh, given the age difference between myself and my wife, 
uh, we want we want we have a whole list of things that we want to do over the next five to seven years uh, before before my wife you know is in her eighties and and you know we're we're concerned uh, you know based on you know Blanchett's smile concept where you know you're spending in the eighties and your ability to travel uh, you know is reduced and so he said the next you know five to seven years we we really. We really want to do a lot of things, and that's going to be a lot of spending. Yeah, and you know, and then then we'll you know readdress this when, when we're you know in in our in our eighties. But you know, we think that we're we're okay. So I mean, I've set up a, a very very large personal pension. Um, he has a frozen pension uh, from work. He has a big four hundred one k that we are uh, going to start working with uh, very shortly. Uh, and we've agreed on, on what we're going to do with that. And he also has company stock. So he has uh, uh, net, uh, net re- uh, unrealized accumulation, and we have to uh, address that. We've had conversations about that. He also has stock options, both qualified and non-qualified, and, and, we're, uh, and we're looking at uh, the alternatives on, on that. But... Um, but th- this, th- you know, this is someone who's, who has multiple mortgages, but also has the wherewithal that he can handle it, uh, where, where people who, you know, have six, seven hundred fifty thousand, you know, in assets going in, that's a challenge, even even at a million, a million and a quarter. You know, a couple of mortgages are are a challenge. And if you add to that, you know, a home equity conversion mortgage. Uh, and you add to that uh, college education debt, it's 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 uh, it's a load that that you're that you're carrying into retirement. So, uh, and if the bulk of your assets are tax deferred, well, you know then then it be, then the calculation is uh, you know if if you need a hundred thousand, uh, then then uh, net then maybe you need one hundred forty gross one hundred forty thousand gross you know net of, net of all taxes depending upon you know what the what the money is in and um, and whether and whatever the mix is of your you know, of your other assets and our ability to even if it's not the best cash flow strategy get you to defer social security as long as it's humanly. You know, possible, but uh, if there's age differences, one of the spouses may already be seventy, and so uh, we we have to take Social Security. There's no no real benefit to defer beyond that. You're not going to get eight percent after age seventy, and we also, uh, you know, we we may have other things that that they have to take uh, income uh, from, uh, and there's just nothing that we can do about it. So it, 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 these things can get very, very complicated, um, it, it not necessarily because people want complication, just because of the, the assets that they have and um, the, the, a lack of diversification, uh, tax diversification of, of those assets. And then they're really, um, you know, you know they, they may buy a, one of these do-it-yourself with tax programs and, you know, and they'll do some hypotheticals and they think they got the product problem solved, but th- they may not because the hypothetical is the hypotheticals that that software does, un- unless you're using very complicated software, stuff that we use um, that, that can, 
that that can do very complicated scenario planning without having to do scenario by scenario by scenario, and and um, you know and all of, all of this is relevant uh, for for people who and I, I know a lot of people I know a lot of people you know talk the talk, but but a lot of them don't have any experience uh, with this, and they're using a third party vendor. Uh, to do to do the tax calculations, you know, for them, and and then they're they're doing the presentation. In fact, there's software out there that'll do that, and you don't have to know you don't have to know the first thing about taxes. So I mean, that, I'm not trying to say that taxes should be the only consideration, you know, but uh, it goes back to whoever it is who said it and wants to take credit for it. It's, it's not what you not what you earn. It's it's what you what you keep. I, I always thought it was Bernard Baruch that said it. Now I'm seeing it uh, credited to other people as well. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's not a big deal. Uh, who, who said it? The, the, the sentiment is correct. Well, and the strategies of today, that's a conversation you can have with Fred. If it's about your retirement, uh, if you're close to retirement, still working, or if you're just retired, you don't feel really happy about the plan that you have in place. This is a great opportunity either to get started 100% on your retirement planning or get another set of eyes on what you have as a second opinion opportunity with Fred Sade, 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. If you're interested in any um, reports that Fred can share with you, indicate that. The website, by the way, is moneymattersusa.net. And you can check that out as well. Fred, thanks for keeping us up on the information, not only here, but in our video series as well. And look forward to next week. So do I. <clears throat> wow, that, that frog just doesn't want to leave. He's a happy <laughs> frog. He's yeah, a, he's very he, happy. He's, he doesn't want to come my, out. my throat and he's not leaving. <laughs> he's scared to come out in the world. He's afraid of inflation and other things. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, Fred, we'll do this again. Thanks so much. And thank you for listening. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and uh, just, just keep tuning in and coming back for Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.